0: I have today on the podcast, Luke Holter. This is his second time with us, and I love Luke. He speaks at all kinds of different types of events, and he has such a passion for people. He's just such a relational connector and is very vulnerable about his life and his world. Him and his wife, Grace, they live in Houston, Texas, and they're involved with the church and ministry there, but they also have their own ministry, and I really love what Luke brings to the table because he brings insight and teaching as well as a really sharp prophetic gift. And some of the stories that he has are just phenomenal. One of the ones I'm going to talk to you about today is how a prophetic word shut down a human trafficking den. And this is important for us as we're exploring the prophetic is that God is a God of justice who cares about justice issues more than we do and wants to speak to us not only about words of encouragement and words of life, but, you know, that are local lies to our family and just happiness and goodness. But he also wants to speak words of life and words of encouragement that shut down the voice of the enemy in our generation. And I love how Luke, in just his relationship with God, began to imagine with God and ask God some questions about, would you, you know, use me and the prophetic that's in my life that I've had proven in the church tens of thousands of times? would you use me now in an industry or a genre? Is this Does this gift work here too? Does this gift, if I go after like shutting down human trafficking or speaking about justice issues or speaking to politicians, does this, you know, stopping terrorist attacks, these kinds of things, will my gift work there too? Do you want to speak about these things too? And biblically, we see – You know, dozens and dozens of examples of God speaking into issues and silencing the enemies of God in different countries and regions and areas. And especially in the Old Testament, it's a beautiful picture of how God had, uh, you know, thwarted his enemies through speaking to one of his people. And so today in the podcast, we're going to be exploring the prophetic and talking about some of these stories of just how God is good and takes out his, you know, our enemies and his enemies. And he's so beautiful at how he restores. So before we get there, I have something special just to share with you. Hey, your host, Sean Bulls here. I just want to tell you about some of the resources we're carrying right now. You know, the prophetic is something you really have to grow into, and you have to take a deliberate, intentional pursuit to go on this journey to hear God this way. And I've created a devotional. It's a 90-day journey into the prophetic, where we take excerpts from books like Transiting God and God's Secrets, and the other books I've written, and we put them together with questions that will cause you to reflect on different subjects you may not have ever thought this way before. I want to encourage you to get Exploring the Prophetic Devotional now at a retailer near you. Today, I have Dr. Luke Holter, who I've already introduced on the show. He's been with us before, and we're going to talk today about hearing God's voice and how it actually changes our options, even for issues that we're passionate about as culture. One of the issues we're passionate about is human trafficking and coming against this terrible slavery that's happening in our generation. And I love how hearing from God's voice can actually bring a resolution in this kind of issue that accelerates what's already happening with the FBI, with local police force, with all these agencies that are saying, we want this to end in our generation. And they need the grace of God's voice to help this. Like, we need God to to rescue these children, these girls. We need God to bring enforcement and even new policing, new policy. And what I love about Dr. Luke Holter is that Luke— actually had a scenario happen not too long ago where God intervened through him, through his prophetic voice on behalf of trafficking, I mean, in an amazing way. So, hey, it's good to have you on the show, Luke, and let's go right into Great the story. Great to be here,
1: Sean. Thank you. So, um, you know, I live in Houston, Texas, and we have a huge epidemic of human trafficking here. It's, uh, it's almost everywhere you look. You can see it touching some aspect of the culture around us in Houston. And um, we had some friends that head up an anti-human trafficking organization in Houston uh, called Elijah Rising. And um, we went to one of their banquets to raise awareness and to raise funds to help fight the battle of human trafficking. And um, so we went and I kind of asked the Lord on this journey of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what's my role in this? Like, we give money, we give support, to anti-human trafficking organizations, uh, we want to raise awareness. But I wanted to use my gift set in a greater way, yeah. uh, you know. And so I started daydreaming with God and just saying, "Well, how can I be used?" And I was watching a TV show uh, called *Forensic Files*, <laughs> and on *Forensic <laughs> One Files*, of those cable shows that it's on. Yeah, yeah. On *Forensic Files*, there was an episode where they brought in a psychic. Um, to find the body of somebody that was missing, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I just I felt the Lord in my living room say, "That's what I want you to do." Wow! Is ask ask on their behalf, ask on behalf of the victim, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so I just said, "Okay, Lord, I'll be aware, I'll be present, and you just speak whenever you want me to," you know. And so my wife Grace and I are driving down Highway Forty Five, and We passed this large building on the right-hand side of the highway, and I cannot cannot turn away. I look at the building, and I have an open vision, like a movie playing right in front of my eyes, of God's hand come out of the sky and takes the lid off of this building. Oh, my gosh. And I saw 15 young women in their underwear chained to a wall. And I told my wife, I said, Gracie, this is what I just saw in that building and um she's like well you know what are you going to do with it i said i don't know i don't like i don't know who to call i don't know what to do and so we reached out to a, a connection at elijah rising and i said look this is what i just saw i'm just presenting it to you and you can do whatever you want with it um, and so what, one of the things that Elijah rising, uh, did at the time, I don't know what their current status is of what they do, to be honest with you, but at the time they would go with vans when, when places of human trafficking were busted by the police and they would pick up the women and the girls wow. and, and put them in, in, uh, shuttles and take them to places to a safe house where they can get medication and therapy, you know, and treatment. Wow. And, and so I said, look, this is what I saw. So they contacted, um, who is now one of my good friends? Who is the guy who heads up all anti-human trafficking uh, on the side of law enforcement in wow. Houston? And that that whole thing came through being obedient in the prophetic. And so they turned, they took this vision, they turned it over to the police, and the police acted on that tip, and they went to this uh, this spa. It wound up being a spa. Um, you couldn't see the signage from the road, but it wound up being a spa, and they busted it, and they found fifteen young girls Oof. in their underwear chained to the wall that were being held captive, that were being sold to different um, massage parlors throughout Texas and California. And so they were able to save those women all through this prophetic vision. And so the Lord really, I think we really need to explore that more as gifted Christians to say like, hey, like police hire psychics. It's not that uncommon they bring yeah. in the Houston PD has brought in psychics to help well, find FBI has missing normal
0: department you know that they Dude. actually rely on for all kinds of stuff and then the local police have and detective agencies hire psychics and so i feel the same way as you i feel like there's something about us realizing that throughout the old testament and the new testament god found people he cares about people more than anybody else and so of course he wants to talk about these violations anything that any injustice is a violation of love and these kinds of injustices are the worst violations of love and identity and what God intended for humanity. And so why wouldn't he talk about these things? And that's why I think the story is so important because you know, we don't realize if we just call up the local police tip line or even the FBI yep. tip line, you can leave an anonymous tip and say, I feel this. And they'll oh, investigate yeah. it. You may never hear the result, but they will right. investigate I've talked to FBI agents and police, and they said, we investigate pretty much every tip unless it comes from like a crazy person, every tip that we're given. Right.
1: Yeah, that's true. We've we've experienced that. With I was in Minneapolis preaching at a conference, and I had an FBI agent show up and introduce himself. And he was like, "I know what your ministry's done, and you know, I want you to know that we pay attention to those things." Like that—that that was absolutely crazy to me. But I think Christians need to start asking more because God want, God has a lot to say about it. That we could be agents of justice.
0: Well, you know, and, and I think regard. these guys—we don't think about the law enforcement guys who are working on the anti-human trafficking. Right front that these guys are passionate men and women who are saying, you know, like we care about this and they're working longer hours and they're paid for, they're not paid enough for what they do. And so when all of a sudden a God tip comes on the scene and God shows up and intervenes in the thing that they're the most passionate about, they know God's real and they get saved. They know that God's real and it changes their lives. And I think we, a lot of times as, as, as Christians, we're not very, spiritually intelligent to what God wants to do. So we don't, we lack the imagination. So I love that what you did was you said, I want to dream with my imagination with God, like what's possible. Like, like how can we look at this kind of a theme or subject and say, God, what do you want to do? And believe that he wants to talk just like he did biblically. He talked, he gave words of knowledge and words of wisdom in the Bible about how to find kidnap victims several times. You can look at it in the old Testament and what would happen if we would be the ones who believe we can get those words, and so we're we're constantly praying about that now in Los Angeles. Just going, and I haven't had the breakthrough stories you've had. Some of our team has, but I haven't had those breakthrough stories yet. But man, like what would happen? It did not only proves God to the industry of the FBI and the you know police force, but also the people who gets rescued. Their destiny, their life, their value can start again.
1: Yes, no. It's it's a win for everybody if we just step into obedience. It shows that it shows the world that God's speaking. It builds faith and it rescues people and it averts catastrophe. We even had a, a situation with, through a prophetic word that I got at a conference. Uh, there was a senator there. I didn't know he was a senator, and I released this prophetic word in the green room. And he contacted the FBI in Oklahoma about a terrorist threat that was coming, that they were literally in the middle of investigating that was able to be thwarted in wow. the underground tunnel system of, Can- or of, uh, of Oklahoma. Like, wow. And I didn't know what I was saying. I just saw a picture in my brain of, of like, big barrels being carried under the streets of Oklahoma. And they're like, the FBI was calling man. his phone. Yes, yes. So yes. That's what I think I is mean, like
0: the indicators of where there's a prayer list in people's hearts and lives who are in government yes. or who are, in, who are policemen. And when all of a sudden you have the opportunity, you're taking a risk that you don't even know what you're saying, but God right. knows. And, and that's the right. thing of like learning how to be a mouthpiece that just shares what we feel, even if we don't understand it, but just tries, you know, just makes the effort. And then learning to track it when it's fruitful and when it's not fruitful and learning how to press into the fruitful type. It's just it's, – it can make a huge difference. And in exploring the prophetic, we're constantly talking about subjects like does God – like defining God cares about things we're not thinking he cares about. And he is passionately speaking to issues and in industries that we're not even aware of, which is so cool. Right?
1: Yeah, and his concern is so multifaceted and multidimensional. It, does, it, it behooves us to do the same thing. To say, well, look, you, you're you uncreated and you exist outside of time. You can care about everything. So show me what I need to be in alignment with, you know, wow. with you.
0: So here we've just talked about God, you know, breaking open uh, anti-human trafficking type situation and then also a terrorist attack. And I think it's really interesting because people, when they think of God, they think of him as, you know, far away watching us, caring, but, you know, kind of hands off. And what the prophetic does is it proves how much God cares about the things that are the most precious to us. And one of the things that happens consistently with you is that you are a restorer of relationships because you've had relationships restored. Yeah, and yes. it's one of the things that are on people's hearts the most. I think like, if we could look at people's prayer lists, like in Bruce Almighty, when all of a sudden he's <laughs> yeah. he's God for a minute over his region. And yep. he's trying to figure out how to collect the prayers. And one time it's post-it notes. Uh, next time, finally, he's like figures it out into a computer. And it's so overwhelming what he's seeing that he just says yes mm-hmm. to everything. And if you slow down the screen, what you'll see on the screen is, should I stay in my marriage? Do you know where my missing daughter is? These kinds of things. And so you never get that if you don't slow down the screen and pause it. But when you pause it, you realize this is like desperate people. And so many times in the prophetic, we're we're not in touch with the prayer list and the need list that's in the people we're ministering to. We might be saying, you're going to be a great worship leader, but actually they're going through the worst heart-wrenching divorce they've ever You know, they couldn't even imagine going through this kind of divorce and they're going through it. And here you've shown up at the right time at the right place. And what I love about you is you're not the person who's appointing people into their positions for God all the time. You're actually speaking to their hearts, which does appoint them. And so tell us a a story about one of those times that God broke into somebody that totally shifted them.
1: Yeah. So a majority of the prophetic words that I I think I give – Yes, I have those ones that are governmental at times uh, or political, whatever. However, the Lord wants to speak, but I would say ninety percent of the words I give are personal, prophetic words to people's hearts about what they're going through right now at at, at that point wow. in their life. And um, so I was, you know, at Kansas City. I, I was at uh, the House of Prayer on staff, and I was. I had been sober for um, six months at this time because I had just graduated from wow. uh, the Night Watch, and um, so you know there was different people that came in. I worked with Ed Hackett in the Prophetic Ministry, and we'd have different people come in. and One night, these pastors showed up from Arkansas, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we saw you minister here before in the prayer room, and you know, in the Prophetic Ministry, and we brought this friend of ours up to see if you could just lay hands on him and see what was up." And I was like. Yeah, I guess, like, that's fine. And so we got, you know, we got a side room and, um, you know, there's about 10 people that were there in their little group. And they're like, you know, just if you could just pray for him and see what the Lord says. And I was like, okay. And I mean, it was like 10 feet thick of funk in that room. Mm. I mean, there was some heavy, heavy, heaviness going on. And so um, I started off what I consider kind of light, Prophetically, like, because I'm kind of learning like my level in the prophetic as far as like the shallow end to when I'm getting into the deep end. Yeah. And so I started off in the shallow end for me, which was, I was like, okay, well, the Lord said that you're a pastor, um, you have a ministry, a church out of your home. Uh, I said, your church is, your home is located down the street from a college and you have a college worship team that plays uh, in your house and that's your worship team and the worship team's also made up of some of your own children you know and he's just like oh my gosh yes you know yes that's all true and like you know and then the lord this is what the holy spirit said i want to talk to him about his faithfulness and i said oh, okay like that's kind of personal like i'm not here to to sit in judgment you know i think a lot of times people in the prophetic get confused because Uh, they bring up people's weaknesses, but not necessarily a cure. And so I don't address a weakness when there's not a cure. It's like discernment
0: versus actual prophecy.
1: Right. And so, I mean, demons exploit weakness. I don't need to. And so so that's, that's why I'm like, all right, well, Lord, I need some life on this. And he said, "Uh, just be obedient and I will, I will bring life after it. And I was like, okay. And so I said, the Lord wants to talk to you about your faithfulness. And he kind of, shakes his head up and down like he's saying yes. And he goes, well, yeah, I'm not reading as much as I should. And, you know, I'm not worshiping as much as I should. And, like, before I can even think, Sean, these words come out of my mouth. In front of these guys, (laughs) this is what comes out. No, you've been sleeping with your secretary, and that's why you have erectile dysfunction. Your wife can't prove it. Yeah, your wife can't prove it, but she knows. And your children know too, but they can't prove it. And I said, and the reason the Lord has exposed you is because you refuse to confess. But if you do today, the Lord says, I will restore you. I'll restore your marriage. I'll restore your family. I'll restore your ministry. I won't take it away from you if you simply repent and confess. And all nine of these guys, except for the 10th guy who I was talking to, all slowly turned and looked at me, and their faces were like white as sheets. (laughs) And I'm like, well, my ministry's over. Like, that's cool. (laughs) Like, I totally blew it. Like... And um, he says, you're right. Wow. I have been. He said, I have been unfaithful to my wife. I have been cheating with my secretary. And um, he's right. He told them all. He confessed. And um, so they were able to work with him over the course of the next two years to counsel him and restore his marriage, restore his family, and ultimately restore his ministry. They now have their own church that's not in their home. It's a thriving church uh in arkansas uh in their own building with uh over 600 in attendance i think i mean god totally restored their whole life um and their whole marriage based on exposing this issue because um brokenness was his only filter yeah and, and he, thought he, was, he thought he was in too deep to get help. And the job, one of the jobs of the prophetic, I believe, is to remind people that we serve the only God that will crawl into our pain with us to pull us out of it. Wow. And, and so he did. And I mean, just the restoration process was amazing.
0: I just love that because, you know, not only is God protecting him and his family, but he's protecting people being led by him who... right. I mean, that just creates all kinds of bad stuff. And yeah. I've, I've had obviously like dozens of those situations happen and I hate giving the hard right. words. I mean, I, am like you, oh they're like, the worst, it's the worst. <laughs> the but worst. It's, and, and if you're yeah. off, it's like real scary, you know? And I've had a couple of oh, times yeah. where people are like, that's not true. And you know, right. and then find out six months later, they're like, you know, uh-huh. it's completely true. And they've just blown you're up their right. whole life. I mean, I, I think like, wow, you just lied not only to me, but you just lied to God. And I didn't want to Mm -hmm. do this in the first place. You came to me, you know, that kind of thing. But I love, for for those of you who are listening to Exploring the Prophetic and hearing this kind of story, you know, God does sometimes have us say some risky, hard things because he is a God of justice and he wants to bring justice. Now, I would encourage you, if you've never given these kinds of words before, a lot of times you could err and it's oh, yeah. discernment and it's actually not going to resolve something. And so you might want to bring that to your pastor or somebody who's more connected to the prophetic and just kind of ask them about it. But at the same time, there's a point of just taking a risk and saying, I may be totally wrong. I'm going to bring this up and I'm not trying to plant suspicion or doubt in your friends, but is there something you want to talk about in regards to this? And just, you know, I hardly ever go the thus say the Lord route. And I especially right. wouldn't do it when it comes to uh, something that's, a little bit riskier or scarier because you know you want to give people the freedom to have their <laughs> you know they're not they're they're innocent until proven guilty you know until they confess right. But man, what a powerful story! What a powerful story!
1: And I'm glad you addressed that too, Sean. Here at the end about you know like the intro into that word because that's I, f- I left that part out on accident. But that that was the intro into that word was like, hey, you know what? I could be totally wrong about this and I don't mean to take any dignity away from you and I'm willing to be wrong. Like I went into that whole thing like saying, I could totally, like literally setting them up to say, if he wanted to, he could say, no, I'm sorry, you missed it. And I was gonna say, okay. You know, like that. that's so wise to, out of all the words that I give prophetically in the last 15 years that I've been doing this, only three have been words of correction like that.
0: Wow. That's a great perspective, yeah. yeah. And I, for twenty four years, I've probably had just about thirty or forty of them out of thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands.
1: And I think that's right. a picture.
0: But when it comes, what that what happens for a word like that is that it it saves a family and it saves a church and it saves an organization. And that's why God would do it because He loves people so much that He will bring. It's Hebrews twelve. He'll He'll strengthen the weak places because He cares about us, which is huge. So. Well, I love this episode. Thank you so much, Luke, for being on with us. And I love your Thanks for having me. Well, you got to come back and you got to do this again. I will. Deal. (laughs) You have some some great materials out there, and I want you to talk about them. I've actually read Filthy Fisherman and A Beautiful Kind of Broken. Mm -hmm. Which are your two books, and uh, both yes. of them have been best selling and Barnes and Noble's mm-hmm. award winning and the whole thing. But tell us about how to get a hold of you.
1: Okay, so you can get a hold of me uh, through our website, which is just lukeholter.org. Uh Of course, we're on all forms of social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Just look up Luke Holter and you'll find us on there. Um, our books are available on uh, BarnesandNoble dot com, Amazon, um, and so uh, yeah. That's That's how you
0: get a hold of us. Well, thanks for being with us today. It's amazing to hear your vulnerability and your process, and I know it's helping a lot of people. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.